When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome to DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Jake Schwanitz and my man, Andre Samone. <laughs> We're here, baby. Welcome we out back, here. Bro. We are celebrating a Nuggets win. I saw the chats wondering who's running this alley or Alyssa. By the Surprise. way, alley, A-L-L-I-E. Um, it's yeah, yeah, the legend. You yeah. hear Vasco. Yeah, welcome. This is, I think, uh, might be his second to last show before he's off next week. Yeah. Yeah. Going on a little beach time for Yaya. And uh, yes, Ryan was up late for the Nuggets, but that's not why he's not here. He can right. always rally. We can also blame the DMVR Nuggets crew for us being slightly late. I almost went live without a mic. Rare occasion. Uh, so we will forgive them, but they left the studio mid conditions, <laughs> if we're being generous. Yeah, yeah, we'll say that. Yeah, yeah. So um, there you go. But how about those Nuggets, Andre? <laughs> amazing. Uh, amazing. And much like Coach Prime's buffs, lots of doubters. Oh, yeah. Lots of doubters. Lots of people not seeing the path. Lots of haters. Lots of people using the nuggets to make headlines and get their hot takes off. And, uh, yeah, right now is a, it's a scary time on, on the interwebs if you, uh, <laughs> if you add some trash hot take on the nuggets because you're getting exposed non-ball knowers non-ball watchers especially they're getting chopped down like trees right now just like it's it's savage out there yeah it's a hard time it's a hard time you better come correct or you're getting exposed yep it's just how it is i mean just no ball it's all we ask right man if you love the game watch the game what a novel concept. I know, I know, but it's important. Oh, what is up, chat? Let's talk some buffs. You ready for it? Let's do it. We had a commitment yesterday, a recommitment to the program. The first of its kind under Coach Prime. Chance Maine is back. Making history every single day. Yep. And another defensive lineman. Yep. Which is huge. They are really stacking up on the edges. Mm-hmm. He is nice because he's put up, what, 20, 30 pounds? He said he played at 240 last year, was listed at 250, and he's weighing in at 270 now. 
So huge. depending on what you believe, 20 to 30 pounds. I mean, could really be key in that rotation in a front three, right? Mm-hmm. Where you kind of need that five technique defensive end and 270 plus is where you're going to need to be. Yep. Well, they've been getting bigger on the ends too. Um, really aiming for when we talked last time you were here. What it was like right. six two, six three, two fifty. Yeah. Really what they're aiming for. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've gone bigger than that at times. And chance main, I mean, shoot, man, if you're playing at two seventy, slide them down to the five. Right. A little four, four I. Right. Three maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Does um, he have it in him? Um I mean, this is a player you actually covered last season. This is a cover a player I covered last season. Played in 12 games, 354 defensive snaps, had 28 total tackles, two tackles for a loss, um, one fumble recovery, one pass breakup. I think he had half a sack also. Didn't start until the UCLA game, so that was five weeks into the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, no one really stood out on this defense last year. Right. But uh, I'm intrigued by the by the idea of Chance Main coming in. 20 pounds heavier, new coaching staff, yep. new players around him. Right. Um, why not? I'm intrigued by all the returning guys that have earned the respect of this new staff and, uh, you know, have warranted being asked and being to come back and being re-recruited, you know? Yeah. Trevor Woods and Chance Main would be at the top of that list as far as the defensive side goes. Right. Am I forgetting anyone? Uh, <laughs> probably no, not. right? No. <laughs> no. I mean, I think some of the linebackers are still there. Um, My guy Finneseth is still around. Your guy Finneseth is still around. He's like literally a walk-on. He, I believe so last year, yeah. Yeah. So And was a know. freshman, I think, too. But blanketed Zico at that practice I watched. <laughs> I knew, man. I knew. <laughs> I knew something was up. This... And maybe it wasn't so much Finneseth. <laughs> maybe it was more of a Zico thing. So. Yeah. 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 Why am I bringing up old stuff? Right? I don't know. You know? Yeah, come <laughs> on. <laughs> Gotta stay current with the buffs. Zico's like. been a hot topic this week. I would imagine. I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. We've had plenty of hot topics. This Dude, week. you guys aren't lacking. That's for sure. <laughs> We're not lacking. That's today for either. sure. Uh, Chance Main joined last season, by the way, of. I guess Juco Tran or Incarnate Ward. FCS? Is that just regular transfer portal? Incarnate Ward is like they have just landed on the scene. It's all anyone's talking about anymore is Incarnate Ward. They really are in the headlines 24-7, man. I mean, who would have known? It's all anyone recruits anymore is Incarnate Ward. It's crazy. Apparently the Pac-12, that's all they do. Dude, that's where Cam Ward dialed. is from. Cam Ward, which, boy, is that confusing. <laughs> yeah. Cam, Cam Ward, Ward from Incarnate, Incarnate Ward. Ward. Yeah, that was a tough Spelled one. two different ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, another one. <laughs> yes. At Incarnate Ward, um, Chance Man played there from 2019 to technically 2021. 2020, obviously, COVID, that season was moved to the spring of 2021. Um, In 2019, he played in 10 games, five starts, 28 tackles, a team high, 11 and a half tackles for a loss, two and a half sacks, five pass breakups. Um, In 2021, 
Oh, I guess he did not play in 20. So he didn't play in the actual 2021 season. He played in the spring. What are you guys laughing at? Yeah, he's just laughing at Connor Johnson saying <laughs> I'm a goof. <laughs> Guy and I are really an explosive combination. You we're, guys are. Uh, we're a problem. This show is going to be a, a mess today. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. We are in trouble, but that's okay. In the abbreviated 2020 season, he was named third team. All Southland Conference appeared in five games. Incarnate Ward probably only played five games then. Uh, 22 tackles, four right. sacks. Led the team with four sacks, four and a half tackles for go. a loss. So um, we'll see. We'll see if these new coaches, the new players around him, new weight he's playing at right, make a difference. But at the very worst, I mean, this guy is now in a somewhat kind of loaded defensive line rotation. Which is so nice. They need it, man. And it's something I think we were talking about in the early days of coach prime is uh the importance of especially the trenches having older guys having more mature bodies you know just like guys who are at a different kind of stage of their physical development he certainly fits that mold it's a you know it's a classic move from like byu utah will pull that kind of stuff air force you know like mm -hmm. the service academies in the trenches especially you're able to develop and take some more years and start guys who are like closer to 24 than they are like 20. Right. On the defensive line, did you watch uh, the Bishop Thomas tape I sent no, you? No, I didn't. Oh, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been hearing nothing but good things. Jake. It's, uh, I'll just let the chat, you guys tell Dre what he missed out on when we watched uh, Bishop Thomas film. How would you describe that tape? Um, I think that's the best way. I mean, I'm hyped. How many since we saw each other last, like two weeks ago on this show? Uh -huh. How many edges have they added? <laughs> oh God, four. Yeah, they all all their last commitments have been along the defensive line, all at the same position. Chance Main, Zach Blackwood out of right. uh, Garden City Community College, right. JJ Hawkins out of Ole Miss, uh -huh. Arden Walker out of Mizzou. And then before that, they added Savelle Smalls. I don't know if that was between the last so. time you were Yeah, here. I think that was between, yeah. Um, and and an old Dominion guy, two old Dominion people and since the portals opened. Right. Um, I mean, they've completely rebuilt the defensive line. Look at here we go. Dog, Cameron Silman Craig voice, Reggie says. Uh, <laughs> V-Y-B-E-S-Z-N sports Bishop Thomas equals dog Vel just says Bishop M.F. Thomas <laughs> It's amazing I might just watch it right now Let me watch it on your next read you Andre know. Nichols says from one Dre to another uh, That cat can ball Air Teeth says Bishop Thomas My new favorite player Yeah, you gotta get on it Dang, man um, Is Jordan Dominic gonna get the... Is he a surefire starter? I think so. Think? I think so. It's a lot of competition here. It's a lot of competition. It's going to be a heavy rotation, I think. I think you will have a starter, but I think you're going to see them going, I don't know, at least six, maybe seven, eight guys deep on like end rotations. They got guys that could play. Yeah, very San Francisco 49er-y of them. Yes. Just like hit you in waves. Mm-hmm. And athleticism, lots of length. Yeah. Um, wow, he's got... Are you watching now? Ooh. Oh, he's watching now, Chad. 
man, yeah. he's built like a tank. Talk about leverage. My oh, yeah. goodness. And some some real power there. <laughs> yeah. Wow, um, how fun. Lone How many Wolf. guys to play on in the middle, though? In the middle of the defensive yeah. line? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not as strong as the... Uh, right. The, the I mean, which, yeah. yeah. He'll play in the middle, though. That's I a know, big boy. He looks like it. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is exciting. Um, Lone Wolf, uh, someone asked about Marshawn Neeland. He's not on the roster. Man, if they got Neeland, though, that would have been... Just uh, pretty special. Huh? Yeah, pretty top end. Yeah, defensive line. All right, Travis Hunter. We're not that our guy. Yeah, dude, you were like, oh man, I'm excited to talk about Travis. Yes. It's been a minute since we were able to talk about. Well, him. we got to talk about Travis a bit yesterday, but yeah, as I was telling you, I feel like we haven't really had a chance to talk about the best player and the superstar on this football team. That's Travis Hunter, of course. Uh, we talked about him last yesterday. But uh, with all the roster stuff and uh, everything else going on, we kind of got away from our guy. Yeah. But 247 Sports, Chance Linton wrote an article, I believe, yesterday morning. Mm. Can Travis Hunter crack college football's pantheon of two-way greats? Um, this is basically just kind of obviously highlighting Travis's two-way ability. And then just going through kind of down memory lane of a bunch of guys who were just extremely dynamic and uh, two-way players in college football. Quite the, like, Slumdog Millionaire list for me. Uh, you know, the movie Slumdog Millionaire, mm -hmm. he's on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and it's just every question is something that relates specifically to his life. Right. That's how this list is to me. <laughs> I didn't say, you know, I didn't say what happens. For all we know, he gets eliminated on the $500 yeah, the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, you know, a lot of the Pac-12 guys are guys who I was covering for those draft pods during those years. Um, mm -hmm. but so yeah, let's get into the list. It's an incredible list. It's an amazing list. The first guy too is fucking Denver legend Champ Bailey. Yeah. Like our childhood. Yeah. Sean, where you at? Uh, former Georgia cornerback Champ Bailey, um, the best comp of all the comps on this list? Man, I'd probably ideally, if Travis is Champ Bailey, I mean, damn. Well, no, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a lofty comparison, no doubt. <clears throat> but you mean like play style? I'm, yeah, and I'm just saying like who actually fits the profile of what Travis, we kind of envision his role being and his quality being. I think Champ, it's more Champ Bailey than Charles Dawson. Charles mm -hmm. Woodson, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean... Well, Champ actually played truly both ways, and we're going to get go through this right. list, and there's some guys right. who right. were two-way players that eh, were blurring lines a bit. Right, exactly. But uh, Champ Bailey, his junior season in 1998, he registered 52 tackles, four TFLs, three interceptions, seven pass breakups at cornerback, and then he led the Bulldogs in receiving yards and touchdown receptions with so 744 yards, five TD receptions, 47 receptions, um, and went on to rush for another 84 yards on 16 carries. What a phenom. He was a consensus All-American, won the Bronco Nagurski Trophy as the nation's best defender. Um, he was just inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame last year, too. Yeah, and quite literally a dog. I, I mean, I think... 
you know, definitely on the short list of one of the arguable great cornerbacks of all time. And I mean, one of the greatest defenders all time, I think. Um, phenom. Yeah. Next guy, you kind of already mentioned him, Charles Woodson, though. Yeah. Uh, of course, a legend just for winning the Heisman Trophy as a defensive player, but right. also a two-way player. Incredible. Um, also a dynamic and electric punt returner back in the day. Yep. Big time. Um, and this is kind of what I'm talking about in terms of like true two-way ability. I mean, he had all the defensive stats, eight interceptions. This is during 1997. Um, eight interceptions, but only caught 11 passes for 231 yards. Right. Three touchdowns on offense. I mean, he obviously was a weapon on offense, but it was more the return ability and just the pure shutdown ability on defense. Yeah, man. Um it's it's way more the defense and just the team and season they were having. And, I mean, some very, very timely plays, you know, mm-hmm. on offense and especially on special teams. Yeah, I just I expect a little more from Travis on the offensive side Yep, with how everything's progressed this offseason, you know. This one is uh, quite different. These next couple are quite different. Miles Jack. And this guy was... I mean, this was a true two-way player. Only yeah. didn't really have the uh, the rushing numbers, the offensive numbers again. But when he carried the ball, man, oh, oh my it was God. incredible. And he's doing it as a true freshman um, with all the kind of hype. And then they have the injuries at running back, and he just fills in. And like, it, it was just this couple week to a month stretch of Miles Jack just being like wow, what can't this guy do? Mm-hmm. It's just insane. Yep. Uh, true freshman season in 2013, started at linebacker and running back. Was named both the Pac-12 offensive and defensive freshman of the year. Yeah, wild. Was second team all Pac-12 at linebacker. 75 tackles. A team high 11 passes broken up at linebacker. I mean, he was Two interceptions. Insane. One he returned for a touchdown. Um, he didn't start playing offense until November, though. Yeah, but he only ran the ball. But he uh, ran the ball six times for 120 yards in a game-winning touchdown, I believe, <laughs> in his uh, first performance. Then followed up with a four-touchdown performance against Washington. Yeah, uh, finished the year 38 carries, 267 yards, and seven touchdowns. Um, yeah, he was fun. He was incredible. Um, that season, especially his athleticism was just overwhelming on either side of the ball. It's a shame injuries, you know, hindered him just a bit. Um, it doesn't say in the article I'm remembering, and I maybe that I'm confusing him with Shaq Thompson, who's the next guy we'll get to. Uh huh. That when the switch was made at running back in November, I don't think he was still playing linebacker. I think they just decided, okay, you'll play lo- you'll play running back for us in this stretch because we really need you. I might I be wrong. Remember. I just feel like, again, Travis would actually, like Champ Bailey, be playing both sides right. in multiple games throughout the season. Yeah, like legitimately working at both, mm-hmm. not like, hey, we need an explosive play or we need a, right. a touchdown on the two-yard line here. Get right, here. or even we're in a... Like major emergency at wide receiver, you're right. literally one of three guys who can play the position right now. So we're switching you to that spot for the next four weeks. You know, right? It's uh, yeah, it's different. Um, yeah, Shaq Thompson played mostly on the defensive side of the ball. He like played like, did he play safety in college? Yeah, 
So he played safety in college, transitioned to linebacker once he got to the NFL, but didn't play running back until his junior season. Um, he was an All-American his junior junior season, 80 tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss, two sacks, one pick six, four PBUs, two forced fumbles, and three fumble returns for a touchdown. Had a stint at running back, uh, 372 yards on 33 carries. Also caught four passes for 56 yards in a three-game span. He loved that. Yeah. Again, um, though, filling in in a spot, you know. Right. What about Chris Gamble? I don't really remember much about him. I was like eight years old when he was doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, those were some crazy early 2000 Buckeyes teams. Um, and, yeah, he really kind of got adopted to the the two-way play um, by the end of the season, as it mentions here. He was just pure big play, man, just a phenomenal athlete mm-hmm. back there. Um yeah, quite a, an interesting one to bring up. Kind of similar to Adoree Jackson, the next guy we'd talk about. Yeah. Who, I mean, a legit track star. Yeah. A I guy mean, who was like in the Olympic training for that stuff. Um, what did he run? Didn't he run like a four? Did he get in the four twos? The combine? I think he might have. Never forget Tim Patrick burning him deep in one of those games. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, he's in a. That's the thing about him, Miles Jack, and Shaq Thompson. They all came with such fanfare as recruits, similar to Travis Hunter. Um, and I mean, Adoree was just an athlete, so you'd kind of put the ball in his hands as much as you could. Yep. Again, more of like you know, it's that it's that gamble. Four four two is what he ran. Mode of you know having him as a deep threat on offense and what have you, but. He was fun. He was also a kick returner. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah. have the size some of these other guys had. Yeah. Um, hasn't done much in the NFL, but he was fun in college. Yeah. And then finally, Jabril Peppers, um, one of my favorite football yeah. players I've ever watched, was an absolute just beast on defense. Wasn't really a two-way player, though. I mean, they did give him some work, like running the ball and stuff. Right. Um, but right. he was just so dynamic as a returner. Yes. That's really where he did his damage. I remember he had one return against Rutgers, broke like nine tackles. I know it was Rutgers, but damn, he was electric. And, I mean, his versatility on defense really shined through as well. And a guy who picked Michigan in the early days of the Harbaugh era when yep. really the number one recruit in the country wasn't going to Michigan in those days. That's where you see the Travis comp. Um and just could kind of do a little bit of everything on the football field. Yep. So there it is. That's uh, what... What a list, man. Uh, Chancellor in named the pantheon of two-way players. We'll see if Travis can crack that, huh? I mean, these are the guys that they really kind of capture your attention and imagination in the college game, man. Yep. Those two-way guys are special. They, they really are. They matter a lot. They mean a lot. And we may have the most special one of them all in Boulder. Um, well, of course, Champ Bailey. But come on, this is Travis Hunter we're talking about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm trying to pay some bills here, but uh oh, I came in unprepared today. I'm oh sorry. man, blame it on the Nuggets only to <laughs> expose yourself. Shout out to Shador's number two. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, we had a great. Oh, go. put it on Dre. Yes. Let's yeah. Go. 
(laughs) (laughs) We got the apron. Shador's number two. Um, It's delicious. It goes on just about everything. Uh, RK put it on his Cuban sandwich. Even said it was delicious there. Have you tried Shador's number two yet, Andre? Um, I have, and it was delicious, Jake. I was blown away. Now I want it on one of RK's Cuban sandwiches, though. There you go. That sounds you can try delish. Uh, Shador's What'd number you put two. It on, Jake? Chicken thighs. This guy, man. Yeah. Um, I, I love barbecue sauce. So I've got like five of them in my fridge now. Very excited. I love that. <laughs> love that for us. Shador's number two is a tomato-based, rich, thick, sweet, molasses-style barbecue sauce Good with man. tangy vinegar and fiery heat that finishes with a subtle smoky note. You can get your own order of Shador's number two. Head on over to plbse.com for a limited time. Make sure you use the code ALLCITY, all caps, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your order of number two barbecue. And also shout out to Fubo TV. Over 140 plus live channels, sports shows, movies, and news. About time, man. Um, That's where I watched the schedule release last night and then straight into the Nuggets game. Amazing. Fubo just had my back completely covered yesterday. Yep. And they can cover yours too immediately with a seven day free trial to start watching now. No contract, no cable, no hassle. They also give you 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Scan the QR code on the screen or go to www.fubotv.com slash DMVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Boom. Um, Connor says, are we talking St. Louis Smoky or KC Sweet? That's part of the question. What are you doing? I, Yaya runs the show now. Uh, Sorry, Connor. I was going to answer your question. I now have to wait. <laughs> Sassy Yaya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Stay tuned. We'll answer Connor's uh, question. <laughs> yeah. Yaya will allow it then at the right time. Um, Travis Hunter again. Again. I told you we'd be talking about our guy yeah. today. Um, signed another NIL deal yesterday. Love it for us. Signed it with Waterland Company. Um, as we all know, Travis is quite the fisherman. Yeah. He loves it, and he's damn good at it, just like basically everything else he does. Right. Makes sense. Um, so Waterland Company provides tinted... Do I give this free ad here, I guess? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I was wondering uh, about that myself. Waterland Co. Sung- they're a sunglass company for uh, for fishermen and outdoorsmen like uh, like... Travis Hunter, yes. There you go. Yeah. Um, there is... Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Um, that is now his, I believe, fourth NIL deal. Good. Um, he has got Celsius, the energy drink, the Michael Strahan brand, Actively Black, So Hoodie, and now he's got Waterland Company. Um, I mean, right. the guy is a trailblazer, man. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Um, you and love it's all to like see it. stuff that he loves to do, too. Yeah. Um, how close do you think that on three NIL evaluation of 1.7? How close do you think he is <laughs> to that? Mm, I truly don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> partly because I question on three a little bit. I yes no absolutely well and they're putting that that's like 
based on other trans, you know, like that's more of a hypothetical number based on kind of what their mm -hmm. track record of other similar recruits and prospects is. Exactly. Right? Um, then, yeah, it's all relative because kids may be offered 1.5 million deals and then they sign for the school and uh, don't get a dime. <coughs> Florida. Um, so, you know, <laughs> there's those kind of cases. It's all very relative. Um, but, but, yeah, I would say we're maybe halfway there, honestly. I think we're about yeah. halfway. I mean, he's got combined like a million and a half followers i think he has like 1.2 just on instagram alone well i pumps out that youtube content from time to time so able to yep. bring in some ads from that they also mentioned that in this article i mean remember uh he said he wouldn't commit until he got a hundred thousand followers i mean the youtube channel's been popping ever since he's over 150k now epic jake schwanitz video coming <laughs> off of that yeah go check uh, that the out. good old days yep um, right, Ford as well, Wallow is mentioning, or Bronco. For, for Travis, as far as his deals. Didn't they have some sort of like car, truck deal? It was yeah, like him. Yeah. Um, the same dealership. Shane Hooks? Cokes. Cokes. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... Gonna take a time out real quick. Oh man. What a, Shane Cokes got a car. <laughs> Jimmy Horn got a car. Tyler Brown got a car. Uh, I don't yeah. know if Shador got one. Uh huh. I mean, <laughs> I think Shador has I'm means of transportation. That's great, you stopped there. You were starting to transform into Oprah with all the got a cars. But, <laughs> um, uh, well, Travis got a car too. And Travis got a car. Yeah, so he's got that in the mix as well. Yeah, yeah. There you go with uh, Phil Long. For yes, lots exactly. of free ads today. You love to see it, I guess. <laughs> Might as well. It's Welcome to the NIL era. Yeah, that's right. Free ads even on our pod all, all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, I sent you a video last night, Dre. Yes, um, this was a good one. I've, we've this spared you guys <laughs> for a while. We're going to talk about Pac-12 media deal. They don't want to hear about it? They just get... Okay, here's the thing. I think people want to talk about it. It's just yeah. that... Um, I could be better picking what we talk about when it comes to this. Uh, and I think we found a way to talk about this while making it look like we're not picking sides with the content we try to share. Uh, okay. So okay. Sounds good. We watched a video of Brett McMurphy, who works for the Action Network. McMurph. Been very involved as a college football reporter for... All about that action, boss. Forever. Yep. Um, but it was very interesting. He talked oh, about he covered a full game he <laughs> in sure like eight did. minutes too. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was nice. I would check it out if I was you. It was three sixty five to you most. I guess that when he talked about how the Big East went through their final, um, or I guess when the conference initially was on the verge of disbanding and then eventually did disband. Yeah. They were in the middle of a contract negotiation for their media rights. Right. Um, and he was talking about how ESPN was involved then too. Of course, ESPN talked a lot about them in terms of this Pac-12 deal. Yep. But he was saying that ESPN was not really giving them an offer that they liked. 
the Big East. So the Big East went and found another offer from NBC Sports that was actually lower than what ESPN was trying to give them. But because ESPN had the rights of first refusal, right. they were able to match the lower offer, basically, and keep the rights. It was insane. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was actually the new Pac-12 deal that made the Big East turn down that initial richer offer because they saw the Pac-12 get a rich deal and thought they could get a deal as high and uh, that didn't pan out. Yeah. Um, it was an update that in some ways is a non-update. Mm -hmm. But it's really where... Uh, it was some clarification, I feel like. Though. Yeah, it feels like a bit of a Formula One race where we're just setting up Right. Who's going to be in the front row? Who's going to mm -hmm. be in that second row? Which is going to be the first shoe to drop? Is it Colorado or Arizona? So not so much talking about the four corner schools. Right. Really, the Wildcats and Buffs being the two teams most in the mix to make that immediate move from the pack to the Big 12. And that being the first of many dominoes to fall the next big one after one of those two Pac-12 South teams potentially making that jump sounds like would be Oregon and Washington. Then as the Pac-12 is truly imploding, losing yet another member, making that jump to the Big Ten. And when he talked about that, um, he basically said that it sounds like the Big Ten has vetted and had their all the questions they had about Oregon and Washington answered when it comes to bringing them in the fold. Mm -hmm. And I kind of mentioned this to you. I think we talked about this at one point, uh, I don't know, a few months ago. But it feels like the Big Ten is just waiting for their leadership situation to settle down, to get the new commissioner in, because Kevin Warren's going to the Chicago Bears, I think, yep. next month officially, yeah. finally. So when they get a new commissioner in the Big Ten, I think that's when they're going to start ramping up their kind of expansion and at the same time, it sounds like the Pac-12, I mean, they're going to have to make a decision by then, you would think. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they, they had to make a decision five months ago. But you really have to here soon. Oh, I mean. After November, what? I mean, there's no more games scheduled for the Pac-12. You have a basketball season, and then literally that's it. Like Pac-12 scheduled stuff. In key negotiations with big money timetables... Deadlines are always key in really pushing things through, forcing the argument, forcing the two sides to kind of have to settle on, um, you know, settle and compromise and kind of find a middle ground. What is that deadline, Jake? For the Pac-12? <laughs> I, dude, I don't even... It, I don't know. It's kind of a wilting flower. Yeah. And McMurphy hints to it towards the end, but there's a lot of mistrust being built with the Pac-12 right now. Well, okay. And it seems like some... They're just... A, they're, they've blown it as far as selling themselves and marketing themselves. And I think they've kind of straddled that line between advertising yourself and actually lying about the kind of reach you have. And that doesn't bode well either. All this to say... I'm not seeing a path forward for the Pac-12. Right. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because McMurphy talked about that, how there's a lot of misinformation 
about the Pac-12 out there, but also from the Pac-12 being thrown out too. Yeah, and including this ESPN deal yes. of like, is ESPN still in? Are they out? <sighs> Any mentions? Amazon yes. sounding like they're definitely out beyond maybe a game per week, mm-hmm. but not the game of the right. week. Exactly. So Apple sounding also out. Yes. So all that just to say, right. I mean, when people get upset when we read Dennis Dodd articles and that we're shilling for the Big 12, it's kind of real that like the Pac-12 is just floundering. They don't know what's going on. No, they're in massive trouble. I mean, I think a key, key part of this is what you said earlier is... uh Oregon and Washington have already been vetted by the Big Ten. Yeah. They're just waiting to make that jump, man. Yep. I I think it's inevitable. I think the timing here is key because you don't, you know, you want to act and not have to react um, to someone else's action. Right. The same time, you don't want to rush anything with potential openings that may come down the way, mm-hmm. the Big Ten being the big kind of albatross and all this, because I think a jump to the Big Ten is the most appealing right version of this. Right. We'll see. I just don't know, man. I just don't know. And then McMurphy also got into, uh, you know, this ACC TV contract, and if the ACC were able to get out of that that the Big Ten would be very interested in going after some of those candidates. I mean, for one, it puts you in the Southeast, which is, I mean, that's the SEC's big advantage is having that stranglehold on that, I mean, the best recruiting territory right now. Um, But in general, I think those top teams in the ACC, and we've talked about it before, that is the path to... A, the Big Ten or SEC kind of trumping each other mm-hmm. as like the definitive top conference in the land. Right. And I think it's the only opening that the other power conferences have in being able to keep up with those top two right. big dogs. So uh, a Big 12 with who they're adding, the Cincinnati's, the BYU's, the UCF's, what have you. Houston. Houston. You add Colorado or maybe the four corner schools. And then, I don't know, one to three of those ACC big dogs. Okay. Now you've got about a 20-team league mm-hmm. with some real like power brokers in the mix, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of different important recruiting territories nationally. And it's kind of like, okay, let's roll. Yep. You know, it'd be a top basketball league in the country and – yeah, it'd probably be third to Big Ten and SEC still, but it wouldn't be like that far behind, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it, so that's the thing: is what is the Big 12's long-term vision? Because at this point, they are clearly a step to a step and a half ahead of the Pac-12. Yeah, and that's the key here quite a few steps maybe with their deal coming through in october yeah so and that's I mean, really what set the pac-12 on this trajectory is the big 12's deal came through after right, of course usc right, and ucla right leaving. yeah no i mean 
both conferences were dealt similar cards and that the big names, the big markets were taken from you. Right. But the Big 12 has adjusted and found a path forward with mm -hmm. the TV deal, with the four teams they've added, with some of the other teams they're flirting with mm -hmm. and considering adding to the mix. Including Colorado. Including Colorado. The Pac-12 still needs to figure out those three steps. Yep. It's interesting, man. Um, we'll stay tuned. We do have some recruiting stuff to get to before we get to questions. Yeah. Can we get um, those thumbs up, please, guys? Uh, don't yeah, want we're Yaya only at and I getting in trouble here. Oh, come on. Thumbs up for Yaya and Andre. How many do we need? Uh, as like many as 200? possible, Yaya. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, let's do this quickly. Uh, Duke Watson. Four-star 2024 cornerback was committed to Georgia Tech. Decommitted. Boom. Out of Forsyth, Georgia, 5'11", 170. Oh, my god! Mary Pearson's Persons High School. Um, They're all 5'11", 170. <laughs> they always are. <laughs> they always are, guys. But has ran multiple um, low 11-second 100-meter dashes. The guy can, wow, he can crazy. scoop. Crazy. Um, so keep an eye on him. Caleb Odom, 2024 four-star tight end, 85th overall prospect in this class, six overall tight end, 6'5", 215, released a top seven that included Colorado, Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss, Florida, Miami, Penn State, and Colorado. How I mean, about that? Top 100 kid, big-time recruit right here. From Carrollton High School in Carrollton, Georgia. Love to see it. Love when all the updates are from the same region. It's just like, man, who's the coach putting in the work this I week? I know. Yep. Um, speaking of, we can find out where if Coach Brew is on the right. Move today. Where in the world is Coach Brew today? Um, Don't have a where in the world is Coach Brew update. Oh, I apologize. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Um, all right, this is just a handful history. of offers. Let's do this quickly. Uh, 2024 three-star wide receiver Ben Grice out of Atlanta, Georgia, also has been offered. Um, he is a current Wake Forest commit, committed back in May. Oh, th this year, so just a week ago. But he's been offered by Colorado. They're going after a lot of guys who are already with like black and gold schools. Yeah, you know? they're like we're better. <laughs> they already know they look good gold. in those exactly. colors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like even the Mizzou transfer exactly. would fit. Was he five eleven one seventy? Just guessing. <laughs> oh no, no, come on. <laughs> Put some respect on our guy Walker. Oh, we're we're having fun. Six two two fifty two Dre. He's a dog. Um, Juan Gaston. Do you want to hear another dog? Please. Out of Atlanta, Georgia. Juan Please. Gaston Jr. Four star, twenty twenty five offensive tackle, seventy ninth overall prospect, ninth overall tackle, a blue chipper. Twenty twenty five, six seven three thirty five. <laughs> Whoa! This kid is like 16, 17 years old. Oh my god! Yeah. We gotta watch his huddle after this. Dude. Oh, we will for sure. His highlights must be bonkers. Um, twenty twenty four JUCO cornerback Sione Lalea the third plays for the College of San Mateo in San Mateo, California. Twenty twenty four JUCO kid being offered. How about that? Um, so that means what he's like. He he's had a great entering year last his year. second JUCO. See, 
second and final JUCO season this year. Yes. Gotcha. What, um, what are his size, stats? Stats. I tweeted them. Let me find them. Um, thirteen tackles, one interception, four PBUs. He is six four, one eighty five. Was a true freshman last year. Whoa. Yeah. Like that. Um, Jamie French has been offered one of the blue chip and top prospects in the 2025 class 14th overall player fourth overall wide receiver wow 61175 out of jacksonville florida you may remember maurice french with the double f played for pitt and uh had a great season receiving for them i believe in 2019. Hmm. interesting it's his younger brother very nice i mean want 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 yep um also out of atlanta georgia london Merritt. 2025 four-star prospect edge 59th overall eighth overall edge 63230 out of woodward academy in atlanta georgia he's been offered josiah abdullah uh 2025 athlete out of also woodward academy in atlanta georgia 511 170 no stars no rankings he's been offered Love the no star, no ranking kids. Uh, Michael McDonoughu. McDonoughu? McDonoughu? <laughs> Come on. I'm just being silly. <laughs> Plays for Andrew High School in Illinois. Class 2025. Guard and defensive tackle, 6'3", 270. Doesn't even have a 247 sports page yet. It's all from We went level. from like 20 kids in Georgia to just Midwest, full-blown Midwest. Yeah. Trench play? That's amazing. How about this God, one, Dre? I love this stuff. You wanna you wanna hear the most fun offer of them all? Absolutely. Namir Robinson. Heck yeah. 5'9, 170 pound cornerback out of Skyline High School in Sammamish, Washington. Nice. He's listed as a 2023 player. I'm assuming walk on. His father. Is one Nate Robinson, three-time NBA dunk I contest saw Hank champion. tweeting this out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> He'd play corner like Nate Nate Rob did in his football days. Yeah, he says he's listed as a corner. He's um, I mean, after Coach Prime, it's like AI and Nate Robinson as far as like two sport athletes, yeah. you know. That we actually ever even knew as two sport guys. Yeah, I mean, that's just straight hype, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, Nate Robinson played basketball and football at UW. His father, Jackie Robinson, also played at UW from 1981 to 1985. He was a running back. He was the 1982 Rose Bowl MVP, the 1985 Orange Bowl MVP, and was a draft pick to the Buffalo Bills. Dang. Um, it's worth mentioning, though, Namir Robinson also been offered a walk-on offer to Washington where his father and grandfather played. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, get your questions in now. Also, smash that thumbs-up button. Only 185, 186. Oh, Let's try my. to get to at least 250, maybe 300 by the time we end the yeah, show. Yeah, really. What, what have I done? I've just ruined the pod. Just ruined know? our yeah, show. Shoot. God damn it. Yeah, he hate to see it. Darn. Um, Here he is. No prep Jake. Just uh, <laughs> really. Please. Banger. Banger. Why Jake. can't I find this? 
Um, Just making sure we add our shady ray shades today. Of course, but we are going to talk about Good. Yeah, yeah. the American Raptors at From Infinity Park. Let's go. Let's go. The American Raptors at Infinity Park feature athletes from all over the sports world, former basketball players, track stars, wrestlers, Let's football players. They're all playing rugby at Infinity yeah. Park. Um, I believe they have their season finale coming up. If I could actually ever find this yep. read. Yep. The season finale, it's coming up soon, right around. You um, can also watch all their games on ESPN Plus, and you can get tickets to their matches at AmericanRaptors.com. Um, if you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next right. ride. Right. I didn't find that read that entire time I did that. That was all off the top of the head. Dang, that's uh, amazing. I swear what, to God. What talent from this kid. <laughs> Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Dude just knows ball. <laughs> the Avalanche Amber Ale sitting right in front of me. Let's go. Um, but it is nugget season, so find yourself a Mile High City Golden Ale where you can. Absolutely. You can check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find out where you can find that good stuff. Got me a six-pack of Strawberry Sky last night. Oof. Enjoyed a few while I watched the Nuggets crush. It'll start a summer. Yeah, It was amazing. Um, yeah. That beer smacks. It's it's a good time. It's a good It's a, a great time. time. Yes. We love Breckenridge Brewery. Yeah. We all do here at DMBR. Um, yeah, the, ready the for questions? Homies. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do it. 12 questions. Andres, kind of different, but he left and came back. Can MLC do the same? He can. And we talked about that yesterday, but um, a precedent's kind of been set with Chance Main now. The door's always open. The door's open. The door's open. MLC, do the right thing and come back. Lawrence, is it me or does EJ Horton look like he could be Trey Young's brother? Look at his commitment picks vids. Let's see, Dre. Trey Horton. We, um, that's, it's well, right. that's, that might be dangerous. I mean, um, <laughs> EJ Horton, eh. Why is this bit. website doing? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. He's kind of got some, like, Cam Newton's younger brother to his, to his face, I think. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, Angela, Jake and Dre, did the Nuggets show us what speed can do to teams not from mile high? CU speed going to be a huge weapon. Do you get that takeaway from the Nuggets? I mean, I think I it was mean, a factor for sure. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, running and having a deeper squad is huge. That's one takeaway, Angela. One comparison is like the kind of depth they're building at spots like wide receiver, at spots like cornerback, at spots like, I mean, we're seeing it at safety. We're seeing it on the edges. That's a huge part of taking advantage of that altitude is coming at you in waves, coming at you with fresher legs and just being the deeper squad in those pass heavy positions, you know, where speed is more of a factor. Um, and I mean, I just love that Coach Prime and his staff are talking more about playing at tempo, playing at speed, leaning into that advantage oh, yeah. that you should have naturally. May as well lean into it while you're here, man, while yeah. it's on your side. Um, is that a what's, question that we're answering? Roderick? Sure, yep. Uh, what's the word on the Houston offensive linemen? So Not good. Cameron 
gone. He, they both committed. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think Travante Sylvester went to like a G5 school. And then um, Cameron Johnson went to, was it Mizzou? Ugh, gross. Yep, Cameron Johnson went to Mizzou. Trevante Sylvester ended up going to Cal. Yikes. Dang, shots fired saying they're a G5 school. Well. Shit. <laughs> 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 they did lose Dang. to the Buffs last year. I mean, come on. Right. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, Jake. Amir asking, why can't the Buffs do great with Coach Prime? I believe the specialty positions don't have to be big, but I do agree the defense and offensive line must be big young men. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. I think that's what they've emphasized, too, is getting bigger, stronger in the trenches. Older? And older. Older. For sure, at least on defense. Connor, we didn't forget about you. (laughs) Here he is. There's our guy, Connor. Back to Shador's number Let's two, go. baby. We're talking about it. <laughs> Jake, what would you say? Where does Connor. it fall on the St. Louis Smokey to KC Sweet ratio? Uh, definitely more Smokey than KC Sweet. Um, KC Sweet is more molassesy. It is molassesy. Is that but Carolina? It's- Where's what barbecue's most molassesy, Connor? I don't that, know. Where uh, molassesy that more barbecue of a Texas sauce. barbecue? I thought Carolina was more vinegar based. Damn it all! I don't, guys. I grew up in Italy. Okay, like give me a break. I, I don't. I'm not um, a barbecue expert, you know. I I think it's probably Should closer be. to St. Louis smoky more than anything. It's got more like spice and uh, that smokiness than sweetness there you to go. it. There you go. It's delicious though. Yeah, try it. Come on. Support support, support our guy. Our guy Shador. Jay asking, do you think Derek McClendon could be a starter? Why not? He's probably one of the more decorated defensive line transfers coming in. Um let me pull up his page real quick. But I believe he's also one of the bigger guys. Right. That's the key is could he be in the rotation on the front three? So he stands at 6'4", definitely one of the taller guys, weighed in at 245 last year. Um, 245? 245. But played in all 13 games last year, 12 starts, 37 tackles, five TFLs, three and a half sacks. Um, Right. You got it. And I mean... One of the more proven players for sure. More proven, more experienced, one of the more mature guys. So in a pinch, you can play up like, you know, a Felix, uh, an Aduko Zoma or like Will McDonald, guys who are like 238, 250 are mm-hmm. playing in a front three in the Big 12. So can a guy like McClendon. Yes, for sure. Um, next question, Yaya from Cheryl. One more running back would be nice, but don't think Demi is coming. Uh, and he... And has it been confirmed that Alto is actually visiting this weekend? I think Demi is the NC State running back we had last week. Um, it has not been confirmed that Alton is coming. We just have that 247 sports report that he has a scheduled visit for this weekend. Uh, we'll find out if he actually comes. Keep your eyes out. Would this be a good weekend to visit with all the graduations and stuff? 
I guess you're also running out of time because like soon kids are out and yeah. the campus is different. Also, it's uh, the sun should be coming out a bit more this weekend, right? Let's hope. It's been a weird one, man. It's been a weird one. We get so much sun here, but it's uh, um, it's been a little gloomy, huh, Yaya? Just a little. Yes. <laughs> Craig, Craig's got a couple questions. Um, yes, same question. Yep. Where is CU going to be if all schools worth playing moves from Pac-12? You can't be last. Well, I mean, seems like CU is one of them in Arizona are kind of feeling it, and they get it, and have at least been in contact with the Big 12. Yeah, absolutely. So. It does seem like CU has been more proactive in moving forward, but you do need to remember, like, the Big 10 is worth staying slightly patient for and seeing what other options are out. And as Jake mentioned, the first shoe to drop for the Big 10 is the new commish coming into yep. power. Yep. Let me see when that actually happens. <clears throat> But yeah, like the timing of this is very important. I think that's why we've kind of hit a lull too. Yeah. It's just, it's, well, everyone's kind of watching each other. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, it's like in cycling when they're going up, up the hill, they'll kind of start looking at each other. Like who's going to try and accelerate and break away from this little group first, you know, because sometimes you'll get burned. Um, he may have actually start. Okay, so he did start the seventeenth. I just don't think they've. Maybe they haven't named a commissioner. I don't know. Obviously, this is a Pac-12 podcast. I don't follow right, the Big Ten too much. Sorry, we don't follow the Big Ten. Uh, Tony Patiti, former president of sports and entertainment of Activision Blizzard, you, and formerly the chief COO of MLB. So well, it's not the greatest credentials. Yeah, we'll find out there. Um, Dimitri, Dimitri asking, who are some names you guys think we have a good chance of getting as far as transfers? Um, I mean, really, just the best chances are the guys who have already been here. So the guys from last weekend, like um, I don't think it was, maybe it was the weekend before, but Buchanan. The Purdue kid, the cornerback mm -hmm. we talked about. Yeah. Um, that's one I'd keep an eye on. Who else can I tell you to keep an eye on? Well, the Houston running back should be one Alton to keep McCaskill. an eye on, right? Yeah. Uh, one Shiloh Sanders. Sean Washington. Still don't know what's going on with the former Georgia defensive lineman who came and visited a few weekends ago. As uh, a collection of Juco kids. Uh, Ryan's guy, Jaquay Jackson, I believe, out of Northwestern State. Yeah. Um, Sean Stevens, I can't remember where he went to school. He was a cornerback. There's a, there's a handful. And, I mean, if it's anything like what happened last week, as soon as we end this show, 247 is going to publish a list of all the visitors visiting this weekend. So That'd be amazing. Yeah. Emergency um, pod, if that happens? No. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl, why is coming back the right thing? For MLC? Um, I think we all just like to see him back in Colorado. No, he's good. I think that you could see that chemistry building with Shador. Yeah. You know, and I mean, yeah, it's a deep wide receiver room, but it's, uh, it's deep wide receiver rooms all over the country, you know, <coughs> stay in a place where he's familiar. He's got a little more height and length right. than some of the rest of that wide receiver room. So he's able to differentiate himself a little bit there. I'd just be a nice fit, man. 
Kind of leads into the next question from Larry. <coughs> Where would MLC fit in now? The room has <coughs> been packed. <coughs> I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, where would he fit now? <coughs> As Jake gets gets hit out. Did you run out of water too? Like, no, no, I'm oh, good. Okay. It's just I forgot how to drink for oh, a Oh, God. A real Ted Lasso moment. <laughs> Boy, yeah. I think it was um, in sparkling water. Where would he fit in? Probably in exactly where he was before he left. One of the top receiving options. Why not? Yeah, it's one of the... He's on the two deep for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what, like Travis, him, and Weaver? Jimmy, Weaver. On the short list of the outside guys. Jimmy's <clears throat> probably more of an inside guy, right? I think Jimmy can, that speed can play wherever. Yeah, yeah, good point. And, I mean, Dylan's another option on the inside. I think they'll play more four wide without mm -hmm. a ton of options at tight end right now, you know? Dylan was working his receiving skills yesterday, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always said I think his best role is in, like, a Percy Harvin type of, mm -hmm. you know, position. So, yeah. Um, I, Are we doing this last one? I think I think we're good. I think we're good. Wow. What teams do you think we lose to this season? <laughs> yeah, I was setting us up for failure. Should here. we go through the calendar? I see the I see question mark. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Boy. You guys just were told how to crack the code. Just put in put a question <laughs> yeah. mark at the end of anything. Like you guys suck, question mark. And it'll be put on yeah. air. We'll dedicate five minutes to it. We'll be forced by our producer. Um <laughs> who has hijacked this show today. <laughs> Oregon SC Utah, I think, are going to be the toughest. At Oregon is tough. Yeah. At Utah, the end of the year is tough too. And yeah. you could possibly, I mean, it'd be weird if Cam Rising came back just for the last game. But I mean, you're assuming he's playing by November. Yeah. And by the end of November, he's probably getting back to the level he was close to playing at right. last year. And. Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. I mean, uh, of I course. think it's fair to say that's going to be a, a tough opponent. Yeah, but if but if CU has an offense, I think that uh, a shootout may not be out of the question. Yeah, true. And I mean, look, in Eugene is not easy, but like, I'll take Shadour over Bo Nix any day. Oh, easily, dude. So easily, not impossible. Far from it. Is that it? Anything else, Yaya? Anything yeah. else we have to talk about? Are we allowed to end the show, sir? All right, oh, we have to keep going three minutes. Yeah, Smash that like us. button while yeah. you're at it. Yeah, do uh, it. It was a good week of the show, though. Fun week. Great week. Great week. Never a dull moment, man. Never, never a dull moment. There, trust me, never. Maddie, I, I do want to know about this. The backup quarterback market, we they happen that at all? Not really, man. Um, they had some guys visit, I think, in January, February. But I haven't heard of a quarterback visiting in a while. It's tough to just be down to be Shadour's backup. Deion Smith commits to BYU. I love that for him. That's my guy. Not a bad landing spot. Not a bad landing spot at all. Not at all. Happy for him. Yeah, big time. We're, okay, we're allowed to end the show, guys. Smash the like. Have Smack a great week. Smack the like button guys. on the way out. 
Yes. Let's go Buffs. See you Monday. Let's go Buffs, baby.